0: Praise the Lord, praise Master Jesus. Um, this is going to be um a discipleship um, class, and we are going to leverage to be leveraging um a book for this class. The book is called A in the Sense conversing evangelizing fruit. so we are going to be leveraging this for you know one-on-one topics that we believe that we're supposed to know as children of god that we believe is going to help us to grow in faith let's start with this one um the principles of follow-up it says we have defined follow-up as that process of training which brings spiritual children to maturity in their walk with the lord and in their service to the body of christ many of us know christians who have made genuine professions of faith but have never grown in the christian life time has passed years and sometimes decades but they are as much spiritual infants today as they were when they came to Christ. Why didn't they grow? Hey. Why didn't they grow? Why do some Christians go on maturity why others do not? Hey. These are not easy questions to answer. In every situation, the reason would differ with the individual. However, we must recognize that there are certain basic needs which every new believer has and we must labor to see that these needs are met as we are faithful to provide these things for new christians we will see more and more people begin to grow and fewer fall by the wayside why fewer we fall we must always remember that God's objective for every Christian is that they arrive at real maturity. The measure of development which is meant by the fullness of Christ. What are the basic elements necessary in the care and feeding of young Christians? Let us examine them briefly. Number one, ensure proper parental care. In the last session, we saw the way that God provided spiritual helpers or parents for both Paul and Cornelius. God provided Ananias for Paul and Peter for Cornelius. These spiritual fathers spent time with their new babes in Christ to ensure that they will begin to grow spiritually. The Bible shows Ananias as Paul's spiritual father like this. Acts 9, 17 to 19, it says, And Ananias went his way and entered the house. And laying his hands on him, he said, "Brother Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you came, has sent me that you may receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit immediately. There fell from his eyes something like scales, and he received his sight at once, and he arose and was baptized. And when he had received food, he was strengthened. Then Saul spent some days with the disciples at Damascus. That's Acts chapter 9, verses 17 and 19. The Bible shows Peter as Cornelius' spiritual father in Acts chapter 10, verse 48. We can see it. He says, And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Then they asked him to stay a few days. Notice that in the above incidents, Ananias and Peter did not simply have a word of prayer with their converts and then hurry off. On the contrary, they spent several days with their their new brothers in Christ to encourage and establish them in the Christian life. And this is what follow up is all about. It is that process of training which brings spiritual children to maturity in their work with the Lord and in their service to the body of Christ. Follow up. Then another care and feeding of your another basic element necessary in the care and feeding of your Christians is absence of parenting. Parenting. say, is provision of parenting. Sorry, provision of parenting. In absence of parenting, in if every church of the twentieth century will follow the spiritual example of the first century church, in full of Christians will be marshaling on all efforts. Christianity will be mushrooming on our efforts. Yet, sadly, many evangelical churches are nearly stagnant in their growth rate because they fail at this point. In my experience, nearly every church that is successful, dynamic and growing can be found to have a carefully developed nurture program which equip men and women who can provide the proper care for new Christians. Several years ago, as I was privileged to be the coordinator of the counseling and follow-up for a Black Billy Graham crusade. The Graham organization has well learned the importance of follow-up. And For 10 months prior to the 5-day crusade, we were involved in a massive training program to equip Christians in the city as counselors and nurture group leaders. Of the 8,000 who took the counselor training? 5,000 were qualified and equipped to lead people to Christ at the crusade. These counselors were also prepared to help the empires find assurance of salvation and were responsible to contact the newcomers within the first days following their decision. Of the 2,200 who were trained as nurture group leaders, 1,000 800 led small Bible study groups for the Converse for a period of 8 weeks to a year following following the Crusade. As a result of this massive emphasis on follow up, a large percentage of those who found Christ at the Crusade were successfully integrated into the life of the Church. A great side benefit of course was that churches all over the city began to realize the importance of follow-up and through the 10 of training giving the church members many became equipped both to lead another to Christ and to establish their new converts in the faith so now the third The basic element necessary in the care and feeding of young Christians is that we we ensure proper protection. We say the first one is ensure proper parental care, the second one is provision of parenting and the third one is ensure proper protection. Under pros- ensuring proper protection, he said the scripture clearly tells us that we are engaged in this great spiritual battle for the souls of men and women. Finally, brethren, hence the scripture of Ephesians 6, ten to twelve says finally my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wills of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. That's Ephesians 6, 10 to 12. Satan has great power and authority over all who do not know Christ. We can see that in Ephesians 2, verse 2, it says, In which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the earth, the prince who now works in the sons of disobedience. When a person comes to Christ, he rejects the authority of Satan and makes Jesus his new king and lord. When a person comes to Christ, he rejects the authority of Satan and makes Jesus his new King and Lord. That we can see in Colossians chapter one verse thirteen. He says, "He has delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of the Son of His love." Of course, when this change takes place, takes place, Satan is enraged. Although he has now forever lost one of his captives, he will continue to try to stun the Christian growth of that one who now belongs to Christ. Since all of us has been under his dominion at one time, he knows every weakness we have and will forever try to tempt us into a life of sin, which will make us ineffective for Christ every person engaged in followers us must understand certain tactics and warn the new christian about the attacks he or she is likely to face many at times the new convert is ashamed to share the struggles doubts and the fears that she or he is going through the new convert is simply cannot imagine that good christian people have these problems not wanting to be rejected by his Christian friends his struggles on alone so satan's chief tactics is to separate isolate and destroy separate isolate and destroy satan's chief tactics is to separate isolate and destroy let's keep it here till we meet again thank you and remain blessed